I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Spandrew Spice. Welcome to Deep Cuts, the podcast where we pick a topic and walk you through the ins, the outs, and the nitty-gritty so you can appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person at your next forced social function. Today's topic is... The Lizard People of Los Angeles. Who were the lizard people of Los Angeles? Well, they were a purportedly lost race of people who lived in what we now call Los Angeles, close to 5,000 years ago. They were supposedly obsessed with gold. And, as you do when you're a lizard man from 5,000 years ago, they hid said gold in subterranean catacombs all over the Los Angeles and Ventura counties. Of course, this gold couldn't stay hidden forever, so in 1934, G. Warren Shuffelt decided to attempt to exhume this valuable metal with the help of an invention that he called Radio X-Ray. And what happened next caused an L.A. Times cover story. Scaly things that go bump in the night. All throughout humanity's history, we've been plagued with a fear of those that came before. Subconsciously, we're still dealing with the reverberating echoes that a millennia ago, we pushed the Neanderthals into the proverbial primordial ooze and took their place as the king of the existential planetary hill. Yeah, fuck those Neanderthal bitches. Bunch of, bunch of betas, if you ask me. Yeah, they, they like were inferior to us. I say, as someone who's probably a lot smaller than any existing Neanderthal would be. Oh yeah, those Neanderthals would have would have gobbled you up like a like a just an old Slim Jim. We've already we've, I've already made this joke about you being a Slim Jim, but it's it just rings true. That's what I that's when you, that's when you know something's true is whenever you make the same joke twice without realizing it. My uh, my aesthetic uh, when anyone wa- sees me walking down the street, they're like, "Damn, Slim Jim!" Like if I was gonna be in a Japanese street fashion magazine, it would be called. Slim Jim snap into a Slim Dave but I but I would have I would have just I would have boxed that Neanderthal's head off like fucking Jason takes Manhattan just just pop it pop it right off get your hands off my Davey it's not his fault it's not his fault he's like this to this day we're constantly dealing with Bigfoot Yeti and prehistoric man folktales that haunt the edges of society and today's topic thematically rhymes with those pre-modernity echoes of civilization the lizard people of Los Angeles. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Spandrew, before we get too deep into this, are you aware of this conspiracy theory or uh, urban legend? Has has is this one of the like the LA ones that's made it into your orbit? No, I've never heard of this before. Um, yeah, it's it, it's weird because I mean we talk about this on the show a lot. This our shared interest in like cryptids and and kind of old school conspiracy theories not not necessarily newer kind of like QAnon type shit um obviously i'm fascinated by that in a certain type of way but not in a personal interest type of way um but for whatever reason there are like in a way just that you would spend nine episodes and an entire month cataloging literally every single thing that was connected to it in order but not really interested in it not really uh but but there's a there's a few like apparently notable conspiracy theories that I just for whatever reason never heard of. Like I remember whenever I was doing research for the QAnon episodes, 
uh, I learned about one like apparently very common conspiracy theory, which was like the fact that there's people believe that there's some underground like network underneath the Denver airport, um, that there's some kind of weird Illuminati thing happening underneath the Denver airport. Um, that's apparently a thing that's very common. I had never heard of that for whatever reason uh, before before those episodes. And I, yeah, I've never heard of this either. I've never heard of this until you showed me, show, showed it to me. Uh, the Denver one, just staying on that for a second. I love that thing. And I was vaguely aware of it before going to Denver. And then I went to Denver for a comics show and there's alien stuff all over the Denver airport and supposedly an entire duplicate airport underneath the airport. Like it's everything. Apparently I've never, obviously I've never fucking seen it, but apparently it's like every room and catacomb and fucking elevator, all of that shit that exists in the existing airport is duplicated exactly one for one underneath it. Uh, there's a conspiracy theory that they're, they've been housing UFOs underneath it. There's a conspiracy theory that um, the reason why they built the airport to begin with was to cover up a UFO landing. Um, all kinds of weird stuff. There's all kinds of UFO sightings around that airport. Um, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you this. There's a lot of weird gray like the alien gray there's a lot of weird grays tile artwork like all over the fucking airport like you'll just be walking down the hall and like it'll be normal shitty artwork that's in every fucking airport and you'll just like look at it for a second and then your eyes will rack focus and it'll be like oh that's an alien and a flying saucer what the fuck is that doing there yeah and you know there could there could be something to that of course but also i feel like something that <laughs> conspiracy theorists just seem incapable of of grasping is that there can sometimes just be weird shit for no reason like somebody could have just had like a weird proclivity and just did something uh and we 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 kind of explored that in in the QAnon episodes a few times like in the in the uh the episode about the about Pizzagate and the comet ping pong pizza parlor where they were kind of analyzing all this weird artwork on the walls and they were being like, oh, what does this artwork mean? And it's like, I think it's just weird abstract art. And then there was the 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 performance artist in the 80s who did that thing where she made a cookbook where like the recipes were like blood and cum and all this shit. And people were like, oh my God, it's like a satanic cookbook. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure this is just weird performance art. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's the same thing where it's like, if if you go, I the the when I first moved to L.A., the like one of the first things I did was notice this, and is if you go down into I think the Hollywood and Highland subway platform, they have these weird sculptures which I think are meant to represent suicide statistics, but up in the ceiling of the platform, there's just a bunch of people like jumping to their deaths. Like there's there's like sculptures of people falling. Yeah, it's supposed to be flying. There's it's supposed to be flying, but it a hundred percent looks like motherfuckers committing suicide. Like a hundred percent committing. Suicide. I, yeah, I never knew what I never knew what they were, but the, 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 it's disturbing. It's it's fucking disturbing. It just looks like it looks like nine eleven imagery. And like one like we were down there one time, and I, we were just like, what the fuck? 
Um, and yeah, like you could sit there and come up with some kind of conspiracy theory about that, but I think it was just a weird fucking thing that somebody did. Yeah. The LA Metro system is also just kind of strange too, because it used to be more expansive and then it got shut down in the like eighties because of the car lobbyists. So there's all of these like weird subway entrances that are like on the street and you'll be walking, you'll be walking down the fucking street and it'll, there, there's just a full on like subway entrance that's like boarded up or fucking uh, with, you know, steel girders or whatever blocking the entrance to the subway. And then you look down and it's a fully functioning subway entrance and you know that there's stuff down there and you could take the metro from that if it stopped, but it won't stop because there's no cars that run on that track anymore. And so there's just a general like weird subterranean Los Angeles thing in general. Like there's the all Los Angelinos kind of live with the knowledge that there is a metro or a subway and you could take it, but nobody does. I mean, I do. I like it a lot. But there's there's almost kind of like everybody lives in this hellscape of asphalt and everybody is vaguely aware that there's a subterranean network, but nobody really wants to go down there and find out. Um, and I feel like that's somewhat linked to this story just in general of Los Angelinos being like, yeah, there's stuff under the ground, I guess, which I think is also maybe related to the idea that like Hollywood brings quirky people who are kind of these Don Quixote figures and they're all in search of some dream. And so everyone here is kind of weird and also kind of obsessive and also kind of lost in their own ambition. And so when that doesn't pan out, you it manifests in these weird things where people just make up stories, you know, like, I mean, some of them are true, you know, like there's the idea that the Hollywood sign is haunted because Peg Entwistle threw herself off of the Hollywood sign. She did commit suicide off of the Hollywood sign. I don't know if there's a ghost there, but she did do that. Um, And this story pops off in the 30s when a lot of those metros were I think being built. I don't do it anymore because I don't go anywhere. Uh, I don't. I don't take the subway any, a, anymore because I don't. I just don't fucking go anywhere. But I also uh, used to take the subway almost daily. I, I I used to take the subway to go to work every single day. I, I rode from uh, the North Hollywood Station. I live in Burbank, and I I w- would walk to the North Hollywood Station and take the train to my office in uh, LA in downtown LA, Pershing Square. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, the first time I ever technically met you was we were going to meet up at Grand Central Station or not Grand Central Station, Grand, Grand Central Market in downtown L.A. right by my office. And so I rode the train out to go to work. And then I was meeting you during lunch, I think. You were just on the train and I recognized you, but we had never met before. And I was I just pretended like I didn't see you. Well, I, I didn't see you. I know you didn't see me because you would have said something, but, but I saw you. And I just I just ignored you and, and was like, I'll, I'm going to I'll meet him later. I'm not going to say something now. That's so funny because that 100 percent sums up the only difference in our personalities, because I, I absolutely would have walked over and been like, hey, what's going on? But you're a fucking weirdo, Spandrew. You're a fucking weirdo. I mean, I just I, I, I was not emotionally prepared to meet you on the train. I sound like I'm a threatening person. It's not it's not it's not that you're a threatening person. I just I was I was not I was not emotionally prepared to have that happen right then and there. Oh, Jesus, you fucking you fucking weirdo. <laughs> you could have just fucking said something to me. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We high fived at Grand Central Market. You handed me a hard drive full of footage and then we were BFFs forever. And then we smooched. And it wouldn't have gone like that if we if we had met on the train. It would have the whole thing would have 
been horrible we, we wouldn't even be talking right now you think you think if we met on the train we would have been mortal enemies <laughs> yeah i mean i didn't I, I didn't have time to like rehearse my scripts or anything that does make sense why when i said hi how's it going you went oh it wasn't too bad wait no wrong script i mean i'm good how are you i was just primering you <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's talk let's talk about these lizard people. You did you did do a a, a, a Todd McFarlane impression that you were way too proud of. <laughs> when we met, I did. I was like, he he thinks he's selling this a little bit better than he he actually is. Okay, well, one, I don't remember that, and two, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. All right, my Todd my Todd McFarlane is pretty good. All right, it's pretty good. Needs a little more context. You got you got to. You got to get to know you a little bit better to sell that impression. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. How many impressions did you do the day we met? I don't remember any. So therefore, I win by default. I love the idea that like the metric for like making a good impression is if you do several impressions. Like you you <laughs> did you did literally zero impressions the day we met. You piece of shit. <laughs> Spandrew, it's called making a good impression, bro. <laughs> it's called it's literally called making a good impression. You th- you heard that phrase and you just thought that that's what it meant. And so every time you meet somebody, you do an impression of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I do impressions of obscure comic book creators to people who don't really read comics. And it lands every time. <laughs> or you think so. And then the people are just like, yeah, it's really weird. Like. He just does like this impress. Like it, it made me think that he was going to constantly be doing impressions all the time, and then he kind of didn't really do any more after that. But for some reason, when we first met, we just like he just started doing impressions. He's the, the they're like, who's Rob Leefield? <laughs> <laughs> and the other person's like, oh, you you met Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, did you just have a meeting with Dave? Yeah, he wouldn't stop talking about. Wills Portasio. Who the fuck is Willis Portasio? Nobody knows, man. Nobody knows. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some fucking lizard people. <laughs> this is so stupid. The idea of the lizard people of Los Angeles would break big on the morning of January 29th, 1934. The LA Times ran a front page story about the supposed subterranean creatures with the headline, Lizard People's Catacomb City Haunted. The creatures and possible existence of a beneath-ground catacomb had been an urban legend for years. But when reporter Jean Bosquet took interest in a man named G. Warren Shuffelt, that all changed forever. Okay, so the chief architect of, uh, no pun intended, of this story is a guy named Gene Shuff- G. Warren Shuffelt. Uh, how would you describe this guy in these photos we got here? So he's, he's posing outside of a craftsman home with his device, the radio x-ray machine. Um, he's wearing um, a leather jacket, a white or a tan shirt, black tie. He's got a little bit of a stern look on his face. How, how would you describe this guy, Spandrew? G. Warren Shuffelt looks like David Lynch in italics. <laughs> yeah, dude. G. Warren Shuffelt looks like a recently divorced dad attempting to bond with his son by quote unquote going x-raying. Uh, he looks like my grandpa, honestly, if I'm being honest. Yeah. G. Warren Shuffelt looks like the type of guy that's suspicious of anyone that moves into his neighborhood that is not white. Well, that definitely describes my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> It all checks out. 
Shuffolt claimed that he was convinced that the lizard people were real and that he had mapped their catacombs with a Hopi man named Little Chief Greenleaf. Greenleaf's assertion was that the lizard people had built three massive cities all along the west coast after a great fire had engulfed much of the west coast roughly 5,000 years ago. Tragically, these lizard people weren't literally lizards. They were humans who were obsessed with the symbology and iconography of lizards and thought that it was a totem that would bring long life. So basically, this dude, G. Warren Sheffield, hooks up with this person who may or may not have been of native ancestry. Reports are conflicting. And this person went by the name Little Chief Greenleaf. Uh, I believe their legal name was uh, something Levin. Their last name was Levin. I didn't. I didn't write it in the script. But they. Uh, they were the ones who fully were pushing Shuffle into this idea that there was this massive catacomb of uh, subterranean ca uh, chasms and rooms and safe vaults, ostensibly, that this previous existing civilization uh, had established. And they, they were kind of like, the way that Sheffield and Greenleaf kind of positioned it is that they were almost like West Coast Atlanteans? Like they were like a pre-civilization -society, pre society. That They were also very wise, they were very intelligent, and they had access to technology and machinery that we haven't invented yet. And they used that technology, maybe through ancient aliens contact, maybe through just their own in, in ingenuity, to tunnel and build this catacomb and these cities. Listen, anybody, I talked about this in in the Dom and Her episode. Was that the was that the the Italian cult Dom and Her? Was that that one? Yeah, mm -hmm. Dom and Her. Yeah, I talked about this in that episode. But anybody who can build tunnels underground, like to me, that's all true. They are an advanced race of people far beyond our technology. Because I I don't understand how that's done. Whenever I see like just the process of tunnels being built under the ground, like underneath cities where there's buildings. And then there's I don't I don't understand that. I don't know how that works. I've, every time I see those Damanhur paintings, like, you know, you run across them on the Internet or whatever. It really scares me like those. I know I said that in the episode, but those Damanhur paintings are terrifying to me. There's there's a there's a woman on on TikTok who, you know, very, very obviously is neurodivergent in some kind of way. And her specific hyperfixation is that she is obsessed with building an underground network of tunnels underneath her property. And she literally just single-handedly excavates out um, rock and builds these tunnels with like a jackhammer and then just a series of like motorized like uh, buckets and scoops that she's built into this little area. And she's just building a tunnel. And I'm just like, you're going to fucking kill yourself. This shit's going to collapse on you. I would never do this. Like, and I, and I don't say that, like, I'm sure she she clearly seems to know what she's doing, but because she, she's literally been working on this project for like years and she actually has built tunnels and they seem to function. But I just mean, like, from my perspective, I would never do that because I'm just like, I would be fucking dead in like a week. I just a tunnel would my shoddy craftsmanship would just collapse in on me. Yeah, I see her videos fairly frequently, and every time I have that same thought, my initial thought is just like, this is really dangerous. And then immediately after that, my thought is like, this would make a good horror movie. Just like a descent type thing. Somebody who gets obsessed with tunneling and then like House of Leaves is themselves into their own property, and then they die, and then they come back as some sort of vengeful spirit, and we follow the next people who buy the home. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that is kind of just what she's doing. She's just like 
lost in this like decade long project of just building tunnels for no clear reason other than just she's fascinated by doing it. It's totally House of Leavesian. Very uh, Danielewski-esque. This civilization, much of the information about it having been lost, built their subterranean cities in the shapes of lizards. The head of the lizard supposedly started around what we now have as Dodger Stadium, and the tail stretched all the way to the downtown central library. Some additional reports indicate that the tail may have stretched all the way out to the ocean. Sheffield became highly enamored with the idea of finding this civilization, unearthing it, and capitalizing off of its gold. Greenleaf and Sheffield believed that the key room, a secret safe or vault room, was located under Fort Moorhill, a military base that was housed near a high school. Why did these lizard people keep gold, you might ask? Well, because they have 37 gold tablets encompassing all of their knowledge, social norms, and credos inscribed on it. Shuffield claimed that he had seen these tablets with a device that he created called a radio x-ray device. And uh, I'm not exactly sure how this device works, but it appears to be a simple x-ray and filmic device where you it fires x-rays down through a piece of film and allows you to see subterranean uh, structures, or at least that's the idea of it. What was the what, what was there any kind of like source of this theory that this was a thing? Like, where did this come from? Does it was it just literally Shuffelt just made this up, or was there some kind of legend about this, and then he kind of capitalized off of it? Uh, I think it's a combination of some indigenous religions and the bullshit that this guy Greenleaf made, where this guy Greenleaf may or may not have been of religious or uh, indigenous descent, and he took various pieces of indigenous and Hopi mythology and then just kind of made up a bunch of Atlantean bullshit and convinced Sheffield that this stuff was real, um, is my understanding of it. But here's the thing. When you're doing research for lizard people, our boy David Icke has just polluted this fucking topic. So you can't really research lizard people of Los Angeles without just being overrun by the reptilian conspiracy theory, um, which is super frustrating because you start reading articles and you're like, oh, whoa, this is what, ah, oh, fuck, this is another reptilian thing, um, which is very different because remember, the lizard people are humans who just love lizard iconography and built a society around lizards. Whereas reptilians are aliens from another dimension who've come to our world and wear human skin and lurk among us, manipulating our pol political and power structures. Yeah, it's weird. it's so weird how those the just the the naked anti-Semitism of the reptilian uh, conspiracy theory and a lot of those conspiracy theories is like it's been so thoroughly context laundered that like just like progressive and leftist and liberal people that I know and see just casually throw out stuff like saying like Mark Zuckerberg is a reptilian. Like they'll just, you know, say stuff like that because a lot of people just don't like Mark Zuckerberg and a lot of these like tech billionaire dudes and they'll just casually just refer to him as like a reptilian and you're just like, you realize what that means, right? Like that's, that's bad. That's not a good thing to say. So here's the question. If this guy, if you were a local city council member in Los Angeles in 1934 and this guy comes to you and he's like hey I want to like dig and find some fucking gold bruh do you think that you would give him permission he seems kind of like a crackpot right you probably wouldn't right well uh you'd be wrong because that's exactly what the city council did in Los Angeles in 1934 <laughs>
that's that's so wild like we 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 kind of bump up against this every once in a while where simultaneously i feel like just shit in our society has just gone off the rails and just like the truth doesn't matter anymore and the increasingly extremist viewpoints of politicians and people with like actual authority has seemed to just get gotten crazier and crazier uh but also maybe not and maybe it just always has been this way because at least i don't think now that anybody would let some random crazy person dig for gold in the city of la I think at least that wouldn't happen. The local Los Angeles government authorized a dig as long as they received 50% of everything that Shuffelt discovered in his subterranean catacombs. He surveyed the Fort Moorhill site extensively, finding what he believed to be cavernous subterranean tunnels where using his x-ray device. Digging commenced, but nothing was found despite having dug for 250 feet down. Well, yeah, no shit, because it, it's all bullshit. Like, you, th- yeah. <laughs> you thought there was a fucking lizard-shaped tunnel full of gold? You fucking, you fucking fools? <laughs> yeah. What's even crazier, though, is that he actually was right. He His x-ray device, well, this is spoiling a little bit later, but his x-ray device found natural gas tunnels that were subterranean to Los Angeles that we have since found. The problem is they're not 250 feet down. They're like way the fuck down there. So ironically, he was wrong and wasn't wrong at the exact same time. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And that makes sense, too, because they they mine a lot of natural gas and oil from under Los Angeles. Morale for the project collapsed, however. Shuffle left the public eye disgraced and the city abandoned the project. They were worried things were getting far too dangerous, which was exactly right, as they were too dangerous. Spandrew, what is this, uh, what is this, what is this headline front page 1934 Los Angeles Times say? First of all, I'll just have to say that this is the best headline ever written. But unfortunately, as we know, it's not nearly as cool as it actually sounds. And also, there's just a huge glaring typo in this headline. Uh, So the headline is Lizard People's Catacomb City Hunted, which is just like the best, coolest combination of words, I think, ever. Uh, But also, people is just spelled wrong. It's spelled P-E-O-L. Oh, my God. People is spelled wrong. What the fuck? It's people. Yeah, this is. This is like a headline on a on a newspaper, and the bit the huge just headline the word people is misspelled. The sub the subheading says engineer sinks shaft under Fort Moorhill to find maze of tunnels and priceless treasures of legendary inhabitants by Jean Bosquet. Uh, you want to read want to read some of this just a little bit? Busy Los Angeles, although little realizing it in the hustle. This is worded strange. Busy Los Angeles, although little realizing it in the hustle and bustle of modern existence, stands above a lost city of catacombs filled with incalculable treasure and imperishable records of a race of human further advanced intellectually and scientifically than even the highest type of present day people is the belief of G. Warren Shuffelt, geophysical mining engineer now engaged in an attempt to wrest from the lost city deep in the earth below Fort Moore Hill, the secrets of the lizard people of legendary fame in the medicine lodges of the American Indian. Just extremely strangely worded. <laughs> it's just super weird. It's very odd. That was to read that. I kind of almost don't even realize. I kind of don't understand what was even being said. 
because it's just it's just worded in a very strange way. Busy Los Angeles, comma, although little realizing it, in the hustle and bustle of modern existence, comma, stands above a lost city of catacombs filled with that that's so I that's so strangely worded. Yeah, it's super weird. So just to to summarize this story before we get into the little weird addendum here, this guy, G. Warren Sheffield, is chiefly responsible for projecting what at that point had only been like an urban legend and only really in the greater Los Angeles area of the lizard people of Los Angeles into a much wider pop culture uh, status that was noted nationwide. But even so, still like very B tier, C tier urban legend. Like it's not like your Jersey Devils, your Bigfoot, your uh you know um mothman like you know it's not a globally or even nationally recognized thing it's just something that a lot of people are kind of vaguely aware of and also it gets context laundered in the day and most people don't understand that it's a race of humans they think they're literal lizard people um which i also really love i kind of wish they were just lizard people but unfortunately they're humans who are obsessed with lizards in an advanced society 5,000 years ago that was destroyed by fire. This dude, Greenleaf, comes to G. Warren Sheffield and is like, hey, let's go mine some gold, bro. And then it's unclear if he's in on the scam and they were trying to money launder or because there's there's another conspiracy theory that G. Warren Sheffield and this Greenleaf guy were in cahoots to get money from the local California government to pay for construction contracts to dig under Fort Moorhill in order to not succeed and keep the money producers style. Yeah, that that was that was the question. That was the question I was going to ask is, was this this Greenleaf guy who was just like selling this grift and Sheffield just bought into it? Or was it the two of them teaming up to scam other people? Take your pick. Nobody knows. But there's conspiracy theories both ways that he was getting duped or that they were both in on and duping the local government out of money, um, which is one of the reasons why he may have rage quit and vanished so quickly and just been like, uh, yeah, I guess there aren't any lizard people. Bye. I'll take the rest of this money and leave. I was wrong. Yeah, turns out not right. Goodbye. It was worth a shot, though. We all we all gave it that college try, and that's really all you can. That's all. You, at the end of the day, you can just be proud of that. You know, that's all you need. Yeah, they, we we tried. We didn't try all that hard, but we tried. Yeah, that, that that see that's that's the thing that people don't know is that you don't actually have to try that hard in college. Like that old college try, that, that doesn't have to be like that big that that much. The other thing too is that because this story kind of gets picked up by the larger news cycle for a hot minute it brings out the weirdos which is always my favorite part of this seeing the the people who maybe are not immediately in the sphere of influence of the story but are like one or two rings removed oh man i love that i love people who want to be the center of attention and who aren't and the the other notable person that's in connection with this lizard people of los angeles story other than g warren sheffield is a woman named edith eldon robinson spandrew would you please read just from the name alone i i just i got this lady's number <laughs> would you please read this um this newspaper heading this is just the, the first paragraph and uh, the headline case record of vision of a vanished civilization in the californian area miss edith eldon robinson of pico california under date september 26 
sent the editor a fully attested account of a vision she had when in the company of friends on the evening of December 22nd, 1933. This vision, if veridical, would suggest clairvoyance in time, the subject's attention being focused successively on two periods of bygone and submerged civilization, one of which, by far the more recent, bore the marks of a culture of surpassing excellence with the development of art and architecture superior to anything now existing. The second vision imaged a much older and more deeply buried stratum of civilized life. Its outstanding peculiarity was that with a subterranean one. A vast city was presented to her view in mammoth tunnels extending to the seashore. The idea suggested to her mind was that she, these tunnels were constructed for safety in case of surprise by marauding bands. Also that they afforded means for water transit. Literally just her name. I just heard her name Edith Eldon Robinson. And I was like, oh yeah, psychic visions clairvoyance maybe a ancient being possesses her and speaks of old times like uh, just just the name i knew yeah i mean and she's obviously coasting off of the like oh i'm not gonna say that i had a vision of the lizard people but also like this was just in the news that there's a subterranean society of people and maybe it goes all the way out to the ocean uh, yeah, me too. I definitely had that vision that coincides exactly with what you're describing. Oh, wow. <laughs> which is like a which is like a, a very specific type of grifter, the like weird like sucker fish or whatever, the, the barnacles. Because like that's what Jay-Z Knight was like and is. She just basically like waits for some other person to start some conspiracy theory that gets popular and then she's just like, I also am seeing that. I mean, the uh, the other thing about this that's really funny to me is the the fact that it's like totally toothless. The whole every aspect of this is just the nicest version of a conspiracy theory. Nobody's dying. Worst case scenario, some people bilk some money out of the local government. Okay, which like. Fuck them. Yeah, but like the lizard people cult, uh, they just were like really advanced, highly, you know, technologically savvy, cool dudes who just decided to like live underground because they liked lizards. They just love lizards, man. They just fucking love lizards. They just fucking, bro, do you love lizards? Because these motherfucking guys, they love lizards, dude. Here's the thing. I I do love lizards. I, I don't even, I, I'm not ashamed to say that. We got all we got we got all kinds of lizards in this backyard and we have a couple lizards which we've like they've we've they've grown up with us like we saw them when they were little baby lizards and then they're now they're big grown lizards and there's a lizard that lives in my backyard and I his name is Lizardo Rodriguez like I'm 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 on these guys side I'm into this here's the thing these motherfucking guys love lizards dude they just fucking love lizards is that is that a crime in the in the in the U.S. of A. Is that a crime to fucking love lizards? I fucking hope not, dude. Because if so, lock me up, bro. Lock me up. If it's a crime to love lizards, put reinstate the firing squad tonight, and I will I will gladly stand in front of it. And my brother Sam is dead myself. That that's that's a deep cut for all of you for all you AR readers out there. <sighs> Excuse me. Um. Yeah. So th- at the end of the day. I just love the fact that this is toothless, that it's about L.A. history, but in this really fun kind of sideways way where it's like maybe it's a story about the producers or maybe it's just some guys who had goals of finding golden tablets and then never did. Either way, it's fucking hilarious to me. 
Well, yeah, and it's it's in stark contrast to like the Czechoslovakia episodes where we talked about this idea that like it's crazy that they were able to pull off all this shit. And usually do we we do episodes about people who try to pull off something, but then they're just so incompetent that they just fail miserably. Uh, and then the Czechoslovakia guys are just like, man, they they fucking did it. They fucking did this shit. And these guys aren't necessarily fail miserably. They're just like, we tried to do it. Didn't quite work. Yeah, we tried. We tried. You know, like we tried. Que sera, sera. Obla di, obla da. Life goes on. Bra, la la. How the life goes on. Yeah, just goes on. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend looking up photos of the map of um, what they thought the the lizard map looked like, which is really funny. I highly recommend looking up photos of uh, old dirty G. Warren Shuffle. Got a scowl, man. He's got a scowl into it. Um, And uh, yeah, that's the story of the lizard people of Los Angeles. I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Spandrew Spice. This has been Deep Cuts. If you'd like to find me online, you can do so at heydavebaker.com on the socials, xdavebakerx, or you can pre-order my toy for Halloween Boy on Big Bad Toy Store, as well as all the comics uh, for Halloween Boy can be found there. Please go pre-order Mary Tyler Moorhawk. It comes out February 14th. It's like Buckaroo Banzai meets House of Leaves. It took me four years to make. I'm so excited it's coming out from Top Shelf. Spandrew, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me excavating through the vast underground catacombs beneath Los Angeles, collecting my bags of gold, big burlap sacks with just a dollar sign painted on the front. Uh, And uh, if you want to pay respects to the dear beloved Papa Pricey, you can go to his website, dapricerights.com, and get his book, Deadbolt AI Private Eye. You can also follow us on social media by going to Facebook and searching Deep Cuts Podcast or the Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group. You can go to our Discord server, bit.ly.com slash Discord. You can follow us on Instagram at deepcutspod. You can follow us on TikTok at Mystery Treehouse. You can follow me on TikTok at deadboydetective. You can go to our website, deepcutspod.com, and click on the shop to get hats, T-shirts, and other merch with cool Deep Cuts graphics on them. And you can buy our new book, uh, The Lost City Beneath the City, a Deep Cuts exploration of the Lizard People Society. Parentheses, we go there, and they're just guys. They're not real people. They're not real lizards. They're just guys. It's not as cool as it sounds, but like we still did it in parentheses. Deep Cuts is a production by Boy Genius Media. If you'd like to find this show and others like it, please visit boygeniusmedia.com or deepcutspod.com. If you want to join in on post-episode discussions, please join the Deep Cuts podcast Facebook group. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional video content.